0: Welcome back to Taking Care of Business, the Success Stories edition. And this week, I am joined by senior mortgage advisor, the one and only Queen Amy Dixon.
1: Hi guys. How are you? Very good, thank you.
0: Big topic to start off our uh, conversation this morning. Just off camera a moment ago, we we're talking about a female James Bond. How do you feel about yeah.
1: that? Women boss.
0: Women boss. Spoiler alert! There might be a spoiler fe- alert. There might be a female James Bond. <laughs> so I hope we haven't spoiled it for you. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about that.
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
0: A lot of processing going on. I mean, listen, all for empowering women, and I don't know, women yeah, are tuxedos. Not sure. I'm
1: not. I'm not down for that.
0: I'm on the. I'm on the fence at the moment. So uh, I'm going to watch it tonight with my wife. Um, so yeah, we'll see how we get with that. Mm-hmm. So Amy, you've been with us. Just over two years now? Two years two August? Two
1: years August 19, yeah.
0: Wow, how, how time has flown.
1: It literally has.
0: Is it felt like a long two years or has it felt like it's gone quickly? Because in two years, since you've joined us, not long afterwards, COVID hit.
1: Yeah, six months in. was so a good was start shipped off to home. Yeah?
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. So you joined us, joined us in August 2020. Uh, what did you do in the UK before joining Allsup and Allsup as a mortgage advisor?
1: So I did, originally I did law, so I worked at a solicitor's, um, nine to five, but I was actually working like- You
0: the secretary doing all the typing and-
1: No, I was an assistant Ooh,
0: conveyancer. very posh.
1: Yeah, so assistant conveyancer. Yeah. Um, obviously it was salaried, it was nine to five. I was actually doing like overtime every day. I was getting kicked out by the security man every night at 10 o'clock, commuting an hour and a half each way um, and getting just my basic salary and that was that. Um, And then my friend was doing mortgages, self-employed, and she was like, I can work anywhere, I work for myself, I can just wake up and just go and work wherever I want to work that day, Um, start late, work late, finish early, Um, and I'm making way more money than what you are in that nine-to-five job, Um, so I sacked my job off. Quit.
0: And you went into mortgage advising in the UK? Went into mortgage advising How in the you? UK.
1: old were I was 23.
0: Wow, okay.
1: 22, 23.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, had to go right back to basics, go in as a, a trainee on like 15K, I think it was, yeah. annually. Sit on my CMAP, then go to an academy, do three months training, like on the job training, and then went self-employed. I did that for a year, then quit and moved here. Wow.
0: So 22, 23 years, three years old, not having a salary, a bit daunting. Yeah, it's it always been in you that sense of risk taking.
1: I've always worked like multiple jobs. Okay, since I was like twelve. So it's
0: so what like selling sweets, biscuits, and then you know, it's my got mum a bit older. had a
1: hairdresser. She used to pay me five pounds to work a whole Saturday. Okay, child labour.
0: Yeah, I used to. My dad used to, give, <laughs> my dad used to give me a pound for cleaning his car when I was younger, and I wouldn't be able to get anything until I cleaned his car properly. So, oh, you know. You've gone through your training, you've done your mortgage advisor, you've been a year there. How did Dubai come about because?
1: So it was the same friend. um, She did a mortgage for Cameron's mum in the UK. Um, She was like, my son's a recruiter, there's mortgage jobs coming up. So she actually got the job to move here in 2017. And then ended up having a baby and never came. So I kind of just did what she was planning to do instead. Um, Messaged Cameron on Instagram basically saying, do you have any jobs? There wasn't any advertisement for mortgages at the time. Um, he rang me straight away, was like, yeah, I'll come over. And then that was that, off mm. again. Never been here before. It's strange, so it? Most people, on a plane. Most, people, <laughs> most people come
0: and join all from, from the UK, I've never been before. It's Weird, mad.
1: Yeah, I literally, I had the interview with Cameron, then I had the interview with Stuart, sold my car, put a tenant in my house, moved back to my mum and dad's for two and a half months, mm-hmm. so I could run down my pipeline of business in the UK. And then as soon as that paid, got on a flight.
0: What did your old employee say when you said "Move to Dubai?
1: Um, his final words were, well, first of all, he wouldn't speak to me. Told really? I to give my laptop back and, and leave the office. Okay. Then I went to Ibiza the next day for four days. Yeah. Got back, had a message from him saying, come into the office for a chat. Went in and he was just like, what are you going to do? Because um, obviously Ellen had just quit the month before to yeah. come here. Um, another guy that we worked with had quit the same day as me to set up on himself as... Competition. It's a bad day then, really, for that company. So then I went in and said, "I'm I'm leaving." Yeah. Obviously, he told me to to get out, and went back the week later. He was like, "Where are you going?" And I said, "I'm going to Dubai." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I think you'll find it very different there." And that was that. He never spoke to me again.
0: Mm, nice. So, and uh, I'm pretty sure whatever he's doing now, you're probably earning quite a fair bit more after tax than what he is. Yeah. It's an interesting theme, isn't it? People, particularly people in seniority. They they're very defensive when people leave, and I think I, I in early years was perhaps a little bit got caught up in that. But I think you know not enough people happy to see other people. Yeah. Particularly going to a new country. I a think great obviously move.
1: it was a bad month yeah. for him because he lost three of us. Yeah. In one go. But mm, okay. On to the going back
0: now. So you moved to Dubai in the August as a mortgage advisor. The team was reasonably. There
1: was four of us. Yeah. Plus two.
0: Okay, and so. that's, what, three times that size now? Is there what, th- 12, 13, 14 in there now? What
1: is there, seven advisors, yeah. Stuart, Ellen and Danielle.
0: Yeah, so near, I think to the best part of 10. So you've seen huge change in a couple of years. How yeah. have you found it, honestly?
1: The first two months were really hard, Yeah, really hard. What,
0: work or per- personally?
1: Um, both, just trying to settle in, um, moving into shared accommodation, getting sorted, and um, obviously I was like just calling out, calling out, calling out, calling out. Nothing really seemed to be happening.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, had a couple of mental breakdowns.
0: Yeah.
1: And <laughs> um, I cried a lot. Yeah. And um, Stuart so was like, you're doing all the right things. It will happen. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until the October that I started putting money on the board. Came top of the team that month. November was average. Then. How's
0: that feel, by the way? Because obviously two months missing home, having breakdowns, so to speak. And then all of a sudden thinking, oh, actually, yeah. I can do this. How did you feel about that?
1: That was a turning point, I feel.
0: So you thought, like, I can do this.
1: Yes, yeah, I was, what, two months in by then. Mm-hmm. My money had obviously drastically been spent. Yeah, um, Nothing was on the board. And I was like, I just need money on the board. And then I know it's coming back in at some point. Yeah. Um, so that obviously happened in October. And then it's kind of just been up and up and up since then. Obviously lockdown happened, that was a bit of a plummet, but for everyone.
0: How did you deal with that? Because obviously you're only six six, seven months into the job. Um, and then basically be told from the government really to stay at home for what was it, six weeks? Well like that it was quite a long time, wasn't it? Was it was
1: a long time, yeah. Um it was it was quite daunting. Mm-hmm. So it was by myself. So I was living with Ellen, but she'd gone back to the UK yeah. three days before the borders shut.
0: And she got stuck didn't and she? Got stuck. <laughs>
1: So I'm stuck here on my own, locked down, I couldn't obviously we couldn't go outside or anything. So yeah, it was it was tough.
0: What 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 did you do in your job? Because obviously you're speaking to people in the same situation where they can't leave their house. Yeah. Were people open to speaking to you during no, lockdown?
1: I got shut down so many times. People literally thought I was taking the Really? Back. I don't know if my job's stable, my salary's being cut, I'm on like leave. Absolutely not. So how did you deal not with even that? You know, about, did, did you I just, just carry on, ran on? hundreds of people yeah, like just kept going kept going and to be fair I've had a lot of deals come off the back of it this year Yeah, that I've just like randomly just like carried on Whatsapp in like sporadically throughout the last 12 months and a lot has come off the back of working through that time
0: yeah I think people probably remember people more during that period for not probably selling too much to them and just checking in look I know obviously what we're going through is a bit of a strange yeah. time but you know, if we're here if you need this sort of thing. It was a strange time, you know. You've been told for six weeks we couldn't do any view-ins and didn't do anything really. Yeah, it was just, I just, how do you deal with that?
1: And obviously the banks changed everything. Yeah. Deposits went um, lower, criteria got stricter, they stopped doing certain industries. So did it you... was tough and trying to keep a lot of deals together.
0: During that period, did you think about quitting? Yeah, no, never. Never, no, why? Never. Where's that It wasn't an go?
1: option. It wasn't an option. Everyone in the UK kept saying, like, come home. You Like, it's lockdown. It's dangerous. You need to come back. And I was like, I don't want to come back.
0: There was the same fight or flight. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, you, you you run away or you put up a fight. And it's interesting, you know, on your own, you know, the easiest option would be to jump on a plane. Exactly.
1: If- it would have been, but... Obviously, Ellen was there. We didn't know when she was going to be able to get back in. I didn't want to go home and ride it out in the UK not knowing if it was going to be a few weeks or a few months. And obviously, I'd just got myself on track. I didn't want to then have to reset by leaving and coming back again.
0: And then what happened after? Because obviously, lockdown finished, it was like this explosion of activity. Um, You know, where obviously, from a banking perspective, they were... yeah readily and freely lending money in terms of people were able to, to buy a house with 20% deposit rather than 25%. And obviously the, the back end of 2020 was surprisingly very lucrative for you, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so I kept saying all the way through, like, when we go back in June, I'm going to have a PB. It's going to be a PB month. I think people thought it was crazy. <laughs> they were like, you insane. Yeah. Like, nobody's buying anything. I was like, no, I feel like I'm going to be so busy. And I did, I came back, I did a PB And just went from strength to strength to strength all the way through then.
0: Where's that coming from? Because you've said a couple of times now, like your mentality of not following the crowd and being, I don't know, always looking on the positive side. Where does that come from in terms of family life back home? You know, is there any, where do you think you get that from? Because it's really interesting. I
1: don't know. I've always been like, well, going home was never an option. Yeah. I didn't want to do the whole I'm leaving, I'm going to Dubai. Any, that fa- any family
0: members have that way of thinking in terms of?
1: Um, my mum and dad have obviously worked really hard all the way through. They've yeah. always worked like stupid hours. Yeah. So it's just always just been that building to me. My, my dad is very much like, save your money, save your money. Don't buy shoes, don't buy handbags. Why are you buying this? Mm-hmm. Like You need to like be careful with your money, save it, don't rent. So I think it's just come from that really.
0: My mum still tells me now, by the way. She says, <laughs> make sure you got rainy day money. I said, don't worry, mum, I'm saving. Don't you worry. But it is a strange, it is the mentalities now. My mentality is not save, invest. Yeah. Uh, and you've done that not recently. Not quite
1: there yet with like investment investments. No, but you've done recently. I've
0: you just bought yeah. a property. Well, so you've only been here two years and you bought a property, what, six months ago? April. It's amazing. 18 months in Dubai, you've managed to get on the ladder. That's incredible. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how that come about.
1: Um, how did it come about? I don't really know. Obviously, it was always the plan to buy. Probably not as quickly as I did.
0: Do you think lockdown helped Jones into the saving?
1: I think, obviously, the savings happened. Yeah. Um, And the prices at that point were kind of on the way down-ish. Yeah. By the time we actually found what we wanted, they had started going back up. Like yeah. We had quite a few contracts out where sellers had changed their mind by the time it came to them signing, so that was a bit frustrating. But obviously we found something, eventually, ripped it all apart.
0: So you've done all the work to it, living there now? Done, yeah. Amazing. A couple of bits to
1: do, just like decoration, but...
0: So what about your job then? So in, in I, I said to Korean in, in the last interview I had, Dubai really, said historically, it is changing, is predominantly a male-dominant environment. We are starting to see some amazing female people coming to yeah. the industry. How have you found it you know your team where it's has been very- I
1: honestly haven't struggled with that okay. at, or, at all.
0: How do you think clients take a view of dealing with a female?
1: Um, I think you matter? obviously get a lot more of the wives
0: yeah. on board.
1: But no, I've not had any struggles with being a female. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Do you think people treat you differently in a, in a think good way? So no.
1: no, I don't think so. No. Um, obviously, I have myself got a lot tougher yeah. being here. Yeah. Um, whereas I used to be a little bit of a pushover. Yeah. It does, I think <laughs> but I've had you have to. Yeah. Otherwise, that uh, you would just.
0: Unlike you, unlike being living in a new country, you know, you're, you're away from family, you're away from your support system. And I think, you know, when you do have setbacks, you can't hide in the hole, can you?
1: No, there is nowhere to hide. There's, there's so, no salary, is there? So you have you have to survive.
0: What about your job, Ed? So you you, you work as a now senior mortgage advisor. You promoted the start of last year, which was amazing. What, just over 12, 14 months got promoted. And that just shows how well you've done. Yeah. What are the hardest parts in your job? Because mortgages in Dubai is, is a minefield. It, it really is. is.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, the hardest part is trying to convince people to use a mortgage broker over being loyal to their bank.
0: To me, it's common sense. But like for someone watching this video today and and listening to you, why would someone use Amy Dixon as a mortgage advisor so apart from being a, a lovely lady? Why? Why? What's the reason? You what's see not it in the, the back. The reason. End.
1: No. <laughs> um. Obviously, banks are just hard work. Okay. generally over here it's very tedious it's very kind of old school paperwork slow um, they tell you what you want to hear it's not necessarily what you're going to get in the end obviously i do all of that take all of that away plus i will get them the best rates which the bank will tell them they're getting the best rate but they're only getting the best rate from what they can offer not countrywide what is the best option for them
0: but I've obviously first-hand bought multiple properties quite recently, to be fair, and the, I see mortgage advisors have also been as kind of like a translator where you kind of cook through all of the things that don't need to be heard or not said and actually get to the point of this is what you're paying, these are the terms, this is what you need to know, these are the documents and I, I need, I'll go and do everything else for you. And I think the, biggest, exactly. the the biggest part of your role is the amount of time you save people. You know, when in, in the early years where I had to get an auto loan or, or anything like that, I might have to get through a series of three or four emails to get to yeah. the point that, which needs to be achieved. Was you guys, you know, you want this, this, and this, we'll get you this, and normally within what that's it, a week or so we can get whether it's approval or anything like that. So yeah, I think the time element is huge, isn't it?
1: The time element, yeah, Um it's come down a lot recently. Yeah, Um but obviously. We just tell the clients what they need to know when they need to know it, yeah. rather than dragging things out and
0: giving them too much information as well.
1: Yeah, and false think, promises as well, which banks tend to do a lot.
0: Yes, very much so. What about situations where you've had some uncomfortable situations with deals where you've had, you've kind of helped people fit within certain timelines? You got any examples of that? Because I think having a really good mortgage advisor can actually help a buyer work within quite t- tight deadlines to buy a house because in Dubai if you buy a house, you enter into a contract, typically the time frame of when a deal has to be completed by. And if it's not normally there are penalties associated with that. So
1: yeah, so obviously we get all the documents in, we get the MOUs which has got the dates on. So sometimes it's a long MOU and um, so we need to manage obviously not doing things too quickly because we don't want things to expire and then have to pay for things twice. Um, but then when it's short we're then on the ball ringing the banks multiple times a day getting things through pushing things where it needs to be pushed we know what we can start the next step before we kind of get to that point to cut out a lot of wasted time so we obviously manage that side of it as well whereas a normal bank they would just wait for that then move on then move on then move on whereas we can kind of juggle a lot of plates at the same time
0: yeah I think the difference with the advice as well is that you guys, whilst you're very busy and have lots of clients, you're not one of thousands no, exactly. in a bank. You know, exactly. you may be one of hundreds. Yeah. Uh, where we can spend a bit more time dealing with that. For someone actually sitting at home today, sitting in the UK, they're on the laptop, it's mm-hmm. wet, it's cold, and they're looking outside and they're thinking, I don't like this very much. What advice would you give to someone today thinking about making a move to Dubai with all up and all whether it's in mortgages or real estate, what advice would you give? Just do it. Just do
1: it. I honestly didn't give it that much of a thought. I just packed my bag and got on the plane.
0: But there are lots of people that... Never look back. ...that think too much and and think about the what ifs.
1: I think if you overthink it, you'll talk yourself out of it because it is a massive,
0: massive thing. Yeah. Do you think people coming into the job have too high expectations too soon? Yeah. And... I think the thing that I've learned from speaking to you today is that actually sticking things out and going through the tough patches, the tough yeah. patches really, good things do come up.
1: Exactly. I mean, it takes a while to get consistency, um, but now like every month I just sit down and write like, that's what I want to hit. I have no idea where I'm getting the work from, Yeah. but so far I've kind of got there most months. Yeah. So I think, think...
0: visualization is very powerful, you know? When I first yeah. started an estate agency many, many years ago, with dinosaurs were around. Um, my, my old boss used to kind of, at the start of each year, I used to have pictures of things that I had on my desk or in my diary. I wanted to do that, like, that that year. So if I wanted to achieve that, I knew subconsciously that's what I wanted. And yeah. lo and behold, a lot of the time, most of the things happened. Before we wrap up, obviously, we talk, we've talked about you today and your journey and you getting here to, to Dubai. Obviously, we talked about people saying just do it. So what surprised you most about coming here and working, and working in Dubai? Just
1: how much, like once you're inside the building, you, just, you forget where you are. It just okay. literally feels like you're in the UK. Okay. And um, I was like obviously terrified when you're in the UK and you get all these things like, oh, you're not going to be able to do this. You can't wear this. You can't do that. If you go there, you're going to get arrested. It's not like that at all. And um, obviously you just got to behave yourself, but yeah. It's not like if you go outside wearing the wrong dress, you're going to be thrown in prison, nice. which is kind of where I was at before I came yeah, here. A lot, <laughs> a, lot of people,
0: a lot of people think that way. A lot of people still think that uh, things are, things have uh, relaxed a lot over the years. But people think, oh, I mean, like the UK is well. If you behave badly, you're going to you be you're going to be uh, reprimanded. What about when you come here? You thought this is what it's going to be like? Is there anything that you thought it is what you thought it would be?
1: Um.
0: No. No, nothing. So she's all fine and dandy here, all up and all up. Yeah. Yeah, good.
1: podding yeah, her way through.
0: Good, very good. Well, look, this has been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you very much for your time. Um, anyone you. that wants to reach out to Amy, um, you have got various social media platforms, channels, platforms.
1: Yeah, Instagram.
0: What's your email yeah. address you can shout out to people?
1: Email. Yes amy.d at allsop and allsop.com
0: and what about your snapchat instagram is it like (laughs) fuzzy fox something like that on there
1: no no just my name amy louise
0: just just search amy louise and amy louise 92 if you want a mortgage she can help you but honestly it's been an absolute pleasure what you've achieved in your you know at your age you bought a house here in dubai you've done what you've done you've become a senior within 14 months is absolutely incredible you are a pleasure to work with Thank you. And anyone that is looking for mortgage, genuinely speaking, there isn't many mortgage advisors that will speak honestly, speak transparently, transparently, but also work, work for you. You're not just a number, you're someone that will, we will help and um, we'll try and get you the best product and try and help you find the perfect home for you.
1: Yes, we will.
0: On that note, thank you very much, Amy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.